Hello, you're listening to Duke's DNA Podcast. Coming up on the podcast today, we have an interview with former student and current professional footballer for Sunderland AFC at Denver Hume. And it was good to catch up and chat with Denver. We haven't seen him for, for five years. He hasn't been back to school um, since he left from year 11. So it was good to catch up with him and we talk through the school's DNA and, and how it links up with his career so far. Um, Denver also took time out to meet with some of our year seven students to have a little Q&A session with with them so we'll hear some of the year seven's thoughts on on how that went i will also hear a little bit about the year seven cup game which happened yesterday it was a, a quarter final against a team they previous lost against so um thank you and listen up hope you enjoy this episode Okay, so I'm here with Denver. Um, I'm just looking to do a little icebreaker just to ease us in. So we'll just say the first thing that comes into your head. Favourite junk food? Pizza. Pizza. Favourite subject at school? PE. Uh, name a teacher that used to make you laugh? Mr Smith. And uh, name a teacher who helped you or gave you good advice? You. Uh, left back or left wing? Left back. Um, who's going to win the title? City or Liverpool? City. Favourite type of car? Mercedes. Mercedes. Favourite place you've visited? South Africa. And best mate at Sunland? Josh Mudger. Perfect. Okay, thank you. Um, welcome, Josh. Uh, uh, Josh. I'm just because you're <laughs> Josh there. Welcome, Denver. Good to have you back. Um, so, first of all, can you just give us a bit of background with regard to your journey in football so far? Start from wherever you like. Yeah, so I started playing just for fun when I was about six or seven. Older brother got me in it, just playing with him and his friends, and then signed for Ashton, played there for a couple of years, went on to Cromarton Juniors, and then signed for Pontyland United, and then from there got scouted for Sunderland around the age of 9, 10, signed for Sunderland, and then came up through the academy into the first team now. Good, perfect, thank you. Um, so obviously we're, we're basing these questions around the DNA, so thinking about stretch and challenge initially, um, what is it that drives you in such a highly competitive environment? I'd probably say, because I've always been quite competitive, so I think that environment just suits me down the ground and just always wanting to improve and obviously that's the kind of environment it is, you have to always be at your best, so I think that's what drives me on, to always be better. Good. Um, and do you set yourself goals to challenge yourself? And if so, what, what current goals do you have? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, f- for this season, it was just, obviously, we got relegated from the championship to League One. So it was just to try and work my way into the team and just try play as many games as possible in the first team, really. Yeah. Um, it's my first full season in the first team, so I kind of wanted to work my way in and then just, yeah, play as many games and learn as much as I can. Good. Um, how has Jack Ross um, changed the culture at Sunderland since joining the summer? Has there been some big changes in the club? Yeah, I mean, the club, it's like a new club now. Um, it's a lot of new staff in, a lot of changes towards training methods, things like that. So I think this has been a positive mood switch, really, from the past couple of years because it's been doom and gloom, really. So I think, yeah, it's just a positive environment now and everyone just loves coming in. Has there been a lot of players moving in and out as well? Yeah, there's been quite a few. Um, I mean, there's still quite a lot of the lads who've came through the academy. Um, yeah. There's quite a few in the team now, but yeah, as you can imagine, um, quite a few have moved on over the last couple of seasons and 
brought quite a lot of new faces in, but they've all done well. Um, I think we're a good squad. To be good. Is everyone sort of managed to integrate well yeah, together? And th- that was the thing. Um, no one was quite sure how it was going to work. Obviously, new manager, new staff, new players. But yeah, to be fair, um, as a squad, I think we've done quite well integrating together. Good. Um, how important is working with other people for your success? Obviously, um, sometimes people can judge people on individual performance, but how important do you think it is to work with other people? I think it's really important, obviously, you know, football, it's a team game. You can't just do everything by yourself, so I think having others around you to help you and you helping them, I think that's good for everyone. You need it, really. Good. Um, how would the different managers try to bridge the gap between players and managers? That's a strange one because there's been obviously quite a few managers that have yeah, over seen the years. Yeah, you've seen a few over the last um, couple of seasons. So obviously, there's been some older ones, some younger ones, experience and experience. So I think it's been over the past couple of years, um, I don't think the young lads in the first team integrate quite as much. Right. Whereas now, I think it's quite a good balance of playing your, say, under 23s football and first team. And yeah. I think the staff now try and get the young lads over there as much as possible. So I think that's I think that helps that they're younger as well because yeah. they understand a bit more. Right. But um, this season that's definitely definitely improved. So you know when you were like sort of first in and around the fringes of the first team. Yeah. Did you did you find yourself integrating easily or what was the like process between trying to sort of blend you in with the rest of the squad? Well, to be fair, for me last season I played kind of. Almost a full season at under twenty three level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was in and around the first team, but wasn't with in day in day out. So, I think as that you just you go over there as much as you can. So if you get invited over there to train, you just have to try and impress as much as you can, and hopefully make a positive impact. But it is hard as a young player when they're not seeing you train every day. Yeah. Um, but as I say, this season that's been a lot easier because I've been my first full season so they get to see you every day yeah how you train what you do off the pitch so yeah i think that's i think that's really good good spawn and um, other than your family who who's been a really big influence on your career today i'd probably say like youth team coaches there's a couple of coaches like elliot dickman and jed McNamee, who used to be the academy manager at sunland so I think when I was coming through the academy, they've always helped me quite a lot and always been around me to try and help me make the step up into the first team. Good, and is that how's that through? Is that through developing you as a footballer, or maybe developing your mentality as well as that? Or? I think it's everything. I think that's the good thing at Sunderland. The I think they make you better as a player, but also better as a person. They help you a lot off the pitch as well. So whether it's lifestyle, whether you've got mental issues anything like that you can speak to anyone like the psychologist yeah there's all sorts really to help you so I think that's why I've had like a good upbringing through the academy yeah I know when you were here did you you had day release didn't you to go yeah. to Sunderland and were you, were you sort of educated through there as well on those days yeah we used to have day release I think it was a Tuesday so we do all day on a Tuesday so I'd miss a full day of school um, and we do English and math hour lesson there um, every Tuesday and then after that, it was just all football stuff, so... Good. Okay, so moving on to <clears throat> critical thinking. Do you enjoy the tactical side of the game and trying to read the game and game plans and things like that? Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, as you get older as well, you understand that a lot more. I think when you're a bit younger, it's quite a lot of it's technical, improving mm-hmm. your technical ability, but 
as you get older, the game gets harder and you're playing against better players, better teams. So I've definitely enjoyed learning the tactical side more, yeah. And what do you think of the sort of overriding tactical approach at Sunderland? How would you describe the tactical approach? I'd say that the, the <coughs> staff now are quite, quite like high-pressing. Um, so they like to be solid defensively, but as soon as you lose the ball, they want you to go and get the ball back as quick as you can. So I think that's probably our style technically. Good. And how do the coach and staff implement the game plans for the team? Is there a process? Is it talked about maybe the start of the week and the run up to a game and is training based around that or how does that work? Yeah, to be fair, <coughs> if we've got a game on a Saturday, we'll do work for the during week, um, working on the game for the Saturday. So we'll do, don't know whether it's team shape, how we want to press the ball, how we want to get the ball back how we want to score so we'll work on that all week it's not kind of just day before we'll do some stuff it kind of it's kind of process building up to the game on the Saturday yeah um, also in a game situation if something's not going right how does the team adapt the tactical approach well before the day before the game or two days before the game we do something called video analysis so that shows the team that you're playing against so from their last game or last couple of games so you get a good of idea of how they play and how what they want to do as well so and will that be analysing a whole game or will it be some is it someone's job to put clips together and to show these these different bits? Yeah well we've got performance analysis people that work there so they put all the clips together for the lads and then we'll have like a team meeting and then they'll they'll show it won't be the full game, it'll just be clips of yeah. them with without the ball, set pieces, things like that. So so I'm just thinking within obviously within Sunderland, thinking about sort of job in, job opportunities with to do to do with sport. Yeah. How many different sort of strands or like is there a, like quite a large number of people working as one at the club? Because obviously you talk about video analysis. So. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's probably went down this year from the past the couple of years because obviously back to back relegations. Yeah. In the Premier League, there was there was really big amount of people that worked and there was all sorts. Whereas now it's still really good, there's still a really good structure there, but I think there's just not as many people as yeah, as you team. can imagine. Yeah. Good. Um do the players have any input into game plans or maybe during the matches as they see things occur? Yeah, definitely. I think that's the thing with staff now, they they'll always let you voice your opinion and if you if you can suggest anything to help the team, I th- I think they're more they're more than um welcome for you to do that. So I think that's really good as well that we can have an input because at the end of the day we're the ones playing the game so yeah. I think they appreciate that. Excellent, good. Um, right, moving on to questioning. Do you have a question yourself? Um, if so, what sort of things come into your mind? What sort of questions do you ask of yourself? Yeah, I think you always question yourself, especially in games, what you can do to help the team if you've made a mistake. I think you always question yourself whether you can be better. I think that's good as well though because... In football, not everything's going to go your way, so you have to be prepared for that and sometimes um, take the blame on yourself, really, say you've made a mistake because um, everyone does in football, so I think that's, I think that's a good thing to have. Good. Um, do you have a question? Did you ever question whether you'd make it at Sunderland? Obviously, you've been there since you were, what, 10 years old, you yeah. were saying? So I know the, the turnover of players is, is huge and there's there'll be very, very few players that join the academy yeah. so at your age will make it. So 
did you ever sort of question whether it would happen for you? I, I wouldn't say question myself because I always believed I would do it, but you, you do wonder at times if you're ever going to get the opportunity, especially when the club was in the Premier League and stuff, there was some very good players and obviously the standard's so high, so you're wondering, the, the older you get and the more time goes on if you ever are going to make it there, but I think for me, I just believe that if I did get an opportunity, I would take it and hopefully impress. Good. It's interesting that you say that sort of that you didn't actually question yourself. I'm wondering if that sort of mentality is, is maybe part of the reason you made it and maybe other people yeah. maybe other people didn't. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'd definitely say that. I mean, I think obviously I've had a couple of like injuries and stuff. I think that's helped me in a way because it makes you appreciate the job that you do and yeah. how much you love just not even playing games but just training every day and mm -hmm. just doing what you love really so I think that's definitely helped the mental size good are you ever questioned by coaching staff or management and that can be you do with anything maybe the way you're acting personally or or any sort of questions about tactics or yeah definitely I think they really like our input they don't just want to do everything for themselves I think if they've got anything to ask us they'll ask us and then we'll feed that back to them. So I think now we've got there's a squad a good relationship with player and manager where you can talk about anything really, whether it's on the pitch or off the pitch. Good. It sort of comes across like everyone's work very much pulled in the right direction as a unit and that's probably shown in your results a little bit this season. Yeah. It's def definitely picked up, hasn't it? Definitely, yeah. It's a lot different from the last couple of seasons where yeah. it's been quite a lot of negativity really and I think yeah. that's what we needed a change and I think it's worked so far. Yeah. Um, you probably could have done with it without it all over the internet. Yeah. Like I've I've seen the watch the Sunderland documentary, um, seen yeah. some of the senior players maybe struggle a little bit when they're not in the squad. Yeah. So it's a bit about um, Johnny Williams and he sort of his mental battle. We're, we're coming back from his injuries because yeah. he had quite a few. I know you're currently injured yourself as well, and you've had more serious injuries early in your career. Yeah. Um, do you ever feel a bit out of the loop when you're injured, and and you have to do like independent recovery work, and how do you keep sort of focused with that? Yeah, I think you definitely do, but I think that's just normal, really. You've got to expect that. Um, I think you do just miss just the silly thing, really, just like the banter with it, within the squad and stuff, um, turning up for a match day, things like that. So I think you definitely do miss it, but I think the rest of the players and the staff try to do as much as they can to still make you feel part of the team, really. Good. And do you, ask, do you get asked to do some recovery work when you're not at the club as well? Do they give you sort of... Like especially if you're injured and things like yeah. that, or does all your recovery happen when you're at the um, club? Yeah, most most of it's at the club. Right. Um, I mean, if you're early on in your injury, you may get a bit of time off and just get told to do little bits whilst you're off, just to keep taking over. But most of the um, recovery works through at the training ground with the physio stuff. Good. Um, so I know we asked this um, off the air, but do you do you live independently, and how do you transition from living away from home? Just tell us your situation about, about that. Yeah, well, when I first left school about four years ago now, I moved into Diggs, so you just live there with other players and, like, host family. So I lived through at Sunderland for, say, around about three, four years, um, just right next to the training ground, because obviously it was easier doing that than travelling in and out every day um, back home. But, yeah, now I'm back at home just with family and then hopefully... Um, looking to move out after the season, so I'll be li probably living by myself then. Excellent. 
Um, haven't watched the Man City documentary as well. Um, it surprises that players like sort of Sergio Aguero, he lives like a fairly independent life away from his family and friends. Like most of his family aren't there. Yeah. He doesn't see too many of the players outside of training and things. Now I know when you were at school, you were part of like a large group of mates. Yeah. Um, is that still the case at Sunderland, or do you keep yourself to yourself a bit more? Like, do you involve yourself in in sort of as you say some of the banter that goes on? Are you in a large group, or how does that work? Um, to be fair. I'm probably one of the youngest players in the first team at the minute, so there's kind of a couple of us, like two or three of us, who are like quite tight knit um, with each other, quite a lot around the training ground, do bits outside of football. So, but I think the squad this year, everyone, as I say, everyone integrates together quite well. Um, whether it's older player or the younger player, I think everyone's together and everyone joins in. So I think. Um, over the past couple of seasons, it would probably be difficult to do that. Yeah. Um, do you think there was like a sort of some obvious sort of units developed? Yeah, in the past. Yeah, maybe? I think that's natural on football. I think mm. everyone has that. Like you're quite a big squad, don't yeah. you? So it's only natural. You're not going to hang around with twenty four blokes yeah, exactly. all the time. Yeah, um, exactly. Everyone has their own little groups, but I think to be fair, this season everyone in the squad gets on. So. I think that thing that helps young players as well. And are some of the lads that you're close to? Were did they come through digs with you? Did like the academy side of things, or are some of them new players as well? Yeah, um, so I called Josh Madger. I lived with him in digs. Um, so yeah, I've always been quite close to him. Came through like the youth team together. So I think I've always been quite tight knit with him. Um, and then there's a couple of young other young lads who I'm around the first team who came up through the academy as well. So I think that definitely helps you. Excellent. Okay, moving through, um, looking about thinking about creativity. Yeah. Do you have the license to be creative during training or your matches? Or are you very much this is your rule? You need to stick to it, or how does that work? Yeah, definitely. <coughs> I think you've got to get the fine balance between expressing yourself and taking training very serious as well. Because the things that you're doing in training it leads up to a match. You can't just turn up on a match day and turn it on. So I think you definitely get the opportunity to express yourself and be creative, but um, you've got to find the balance between doing that and doing your job as well. Yeah, because so. obviously I know you're probably more of an attacking left-back than you think you are, sort of solely yeah. defence. Who whose game would you like to, do you think you like try and model yourself on? I'd probably say, over the like growing up watching football in the Premier League and stuff, probably Ashley Cole. Right. I always loved watching Ashley Cole yeah. when he was at Arsenal and then Chelsea as well. Um, so I'd probably say him, him to be fair, over the past few years. Good, yeah, excellent, like that. Um, how much time do you invest by yourself to improve your game? Does there, is there opportunity to sort of stay after training or work on anything in your own time? Yeah, definitely, I think that's something I've always tried to do ever since I started my scholarship when I was like 16. I think I always try to do like extra work, whether it's out on the training pitch after, um, in the gym, doing extra gym work, or kind of just watching your own clips back after games, nice. seeing what you can improve, and do you think done that, well. Does everyone do that, or do you think that you, do you try and do that, or try and sort of do a little bit more, is that part of your driving ambition? or? I think I think most people do, um, to be fair, but people do it in different way, ways, yeah. as I say, a lot of people will stay out on the training pitch after, but other people might want to, don't know, as I say, watch the clips back or just recover, really do stretching, stuff like that. Um, so I think everyone has the different ways to do extra work. Okay. Um, who would you say is the most creative player in the club, in your opinion? 
probably saying now it's probably between Josh Madger and Aidan McGeady. Right. Probably saying them too. Both yeah. obviously attacking players. Yeah. Um McGeady's sort of notorious for his, his yeah. dribbling ability, yeah. isn't he? Um but yeah, I'd probably say they're the most. I bet you have fun up against him in training, do you? Nah, not at all. It's a nightmare. <laughs> um, good, and yeah, Josh is obviously coming through as well. Um, so are they creative with the ball at the feet, or have they got sort of good vision and passing range as well? Yeah, both really. Both, um, both obviously really talented players, chipping with the goals and assists. So I think all round, yeah, I'd probably say them too. Yeah, yeah they're the most creative. Good. Um, thinking about resilience, I was quite interested to talk to you about this because I know obviously at like key point in your career when you were here yeah. uh, that you had the you sort of you cruciate injury to your leg. What is what does resilience mean to you? I think it means quite a lot. Obviously, having that type of injury at a young age, especially when it was like my last year of school as well. So it's obviously at quite a big point where you finishing school and then moving on to my scholarship, which I knew I had as well. So. I think it was quite tough, um, being like 15, 16, getting that type of injury blow. But I think, as I say, it's definitely helped me now. Yeah. It makes you realise how how much you just love love doing what you do. And I think it gives you a mental strength that if you get another injury later on in your career, I think that gives you like a building block to see where you've been and see that you can come through it as well. Yeah, it must have been quite tough, obviously, having the pressure exams is yeah. one thing. And then having it hang over her head, am I going to get a scholarship or what's going to happen? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I was quite lucky because I already knew I had my scholarship before the injury. So that was kind of good in a way because I wouldn't have wanted the pressure of having the injury and oh, not right, knowing yeah. whether I was getting a scholarship. But I think I think it was still really tough, as you say, going through exams and then your last year leaving school. Um so uh, it was it was tough, but as I say, it's definitely helped me now. Yeah, I do remember you come down for PE lessons, and yeah. the lads were out the back playing football, and you yeah. had to run around with like walk around with a whistle in your hand, and yeah, that's you, it. Thing. Just wasn't yeah. what you wanted to be doing, was it? Nah, not at all. I mean, even just like you say, the rest of the lads at school playing football at lunch, and you can't join in and stuff. Obviously, it's not very nice. Um, but as I say, I think even though it was a a bad thing that happened, it's worked out good in other ways because makes you appreciate it as well. Good. And what, what other sort of setbacks have you dealt with so far? Obviously, you talked a little bit about the injuries and things. What yeah. other setbacks have there been? I'd I probably just say not knowing whether you're going to make it into the first team or not. I mean, I went from my scholarship playing under-18s to moved up to the under-21s quite early. Um, so I, I was doing well and then... Played a couple of seasons in the under twenty ones, under twenty threes, um, and the longer it goes on, you do, you do wonder whether there's ever gonna be a point where you do get an opportunity. So I wouldn't say that's a setback, but I think you've you've got to be mentally strong as well to mm. keep going and not just think, oh, my time isn't gonna come. I think yeah. you've just got to keep working as hard as you can to kind of make it happen yourself. Yeah, it's interesting. I probably don't know how like aware you are, but. I know myself and a few people I taught you and some of the staff yeah. that are still here from when you were there, we've always like tried to follow your career and yeah. and as you were saying, you're 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 sort of implying that you're thinking, Oh well maybe I won't make it. We've always thinking, Oh, maybe this is a season that then yeah. sort of breaks in yeah. and we've all sort of followed your career. It's quite interesting to hear you to hear you say that. Because we were sort of, and every year that goes on, yeah. it becomes a little bit more. Is he going to break in? Yeah. Is he going to break in? Will he have to go out on loan? And we were like, well, we all sort of closely follow 
what you were doing as well. Yeah. Um, how do you cope with loss? I think when you do have a loss in football, I think you've got to look at it as learning as well. So I think every time you lose, you, you're going to learn something from the game as well. Obviously, you never want to lose a game, but as you know, in football, you, you are going to lose games and I think that just gives you a good chance to improve, see what you can work on, how you can get better because even though winning's the best thing and you can learn from winning as well, I think losses definitely help you. Yeah. Okay, just looking at them, um, reflecting a little bit now, how do you feel when you see the level of success that someone like Jordan Pickford's got and coming through the academy? Did you play with Jordan in the academy? Yeah, I played a couple of games of him in the reserve side. So is, he so a, is he a little bit older? He's, he's a few years yeah. older than me, but trained with him quite a few times and obviously seen him, watched him come up through the academy through, similar to me really, through the under-18s reserves and then first team. So yeah, it's obviously it's brilliant to see how well he's doing now, England number one and playing every week in the Premier League for Everton so I think that definitely gives you encouragement yeah. to so show you the to show, of yeah, to show how far you can go really good and where do you want to go with your football what sort of do you set yourself goals for like a certain level you want to, to go obviously I know you're going to say I want to go as far as I can but where do you think Yeah. where do you think you could possibly go with that that's the thing that's why everyone says they want to go as far as you can but I'd probably say for me try and play in the Premier League at some point and Sounds ambitious, but England as well. Well, Pickford, um, it, Pickford's done it. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not beyond the realms. If Sunderland thing, can bounce yeah, back, you could do it with Sunderland. Yeah, or, yeah I think you've thing. got to aim high, haven't you? Yeah, I'd probably say them too. Um, obviously, as a kid, like growing up, you watch the Premier League, you watch England play. So, I think, yeah, them too is probably my goals um, further on down the line. Good. Um, and what are your plans for the future? Maybe thinking longer term after your playing career? Are you doing any preparation now? Um, even as a young a young player, or yeah. I mean, when you when I done my scholarship, we done our level one and level two um, coaching and like refereeing stuff like that. So I think I'm definitely interested in the coaching side. I mean, when I finish playing, whenever that is, hopefully a long time yet. Um, definitely be interested in coaching. I'm not sure on management, but definitely whether it's with younger players, showing them. Um, how you how you can make it coming through stuff like that so definitely interested in that. And do you get the opportunity to do you, will you get the opportunity at Sunderland to sort of build on that? Yeah, I mean, quite a lot of it comes from yourself really. You have to you have to put in the time yourself. Um, and obviously it is quite a busy schedule when you're yeah. playing football. So I think, but I do think it's important to do that. And you whether it's in your spare time, whether you get some time off, anything like that, I think it is important to to. Plan for stuff after. Yeah, to plan ahead because it's not gonna not gonna last forever. Yeah, it's just exactly. a short short yeah. time, isn't it? Um, so a few questions from some of the students from the sixth formers came up with these. And um, how have you coped with earning a lot of money at a young age? I think they're assuming you're on you're on I'm millions, Denmark. <laughs> um, I th- I think it is important though that you do do understand like the value of money, especially at a young age. Um, I mean, when I first started my scholarship, I would kind of probably just blow my money because obviously you're a young lad and you just want to spend your money. It's the first time you start getting paid, but yeah. I think obviously as you go on... Um, when did you think you started thinking about the money in a slightly different way? When did you stop blowing it, do you think? I'd probably say about 18. Right. I think I probably realised then that you've got to like fend for yourself as well at times. You've got to like 
obviously when you start driving you've got to pay for a car you've got to pay board money petrol stuff like that so i think as you get older you do realize the value of it whereas when you're young you're kind of just quite naive and just want to just want to blow just, or even just want to spend yeah. it um are you currently contract negotiations at the moment are you in the last season they last yeah last this, year of your contract yeah this is my last year of my contract um at the minute so at the minute i'll finish the end of this season but i have been offered a new deal yeah um nothing's been signed yet but um yeah what i, I want to stay really happy at the club so Hopefully that can get sorted in there. So do you do you work with an agent as well or management team? Or? Yeah, yeah, I've got an agent. Um, so he'll sort all that kind of stuff out. Um, yeah. I don't have much input in it really. Right. Um, yeah. not good. Uh, are you a Sunderland fan? Um, I would say I'm a fan fan now because obviously coming up through the academy and you learn to support them, but. Growing up, I've always been a Man United fan, and I still am now. So get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but well, they're obviously doing a little bit better now. Yeah, I've picked Andorra up a bit little now, bit, but doing phenomenal over the past few years it's been a bit, yeah, it's been a bit down, but yeah, still backing them now. And it's funny, isn't it, just seeing the change of manager, like going from a Mourinho is always a very defensive-oriented yeah. manager, just seeing the freedom that some of the players have got. That's the thing, it's just been a big switch, I think. Do you think we can kick on and make top four? Yeah, I think we'll make top four. Don't, I don't think we'll win anything, but I think if we make top four, I think... He's got to get the job really because. I realise you were a Man U fan, I wouldn't have treated you so well as you. Another question How did it feel to earn your professional contract? What did that feel like? I think that's a great feeling, obviously. When you first earn it, you might not even be p- playing professionally, like in the first team or whatever, but I think when you do get that first professional contract, I think it makes you realise you can kick on and go, go as far as you want, really. Um, yeah, I definitely think that's important though because it makes you realise you've come so far, so I think that gives you that extra boost as well to push on and try and play first-team football. Good. And what, what would you say has been your favourite moment, your best moment in football so far? I'd probably say the end of last season, making my debut against Wolves in the Championship. I'd probably say that was it was the last game of the season, and although we were already relegated, um, it was... It was really good feeling, obviously, make my debut after coming through the academy. Did you score four that day? Was it four goals that day? I think it was 3-0. I won 3-0, obviously, with Wolves winning the league, get promoted. It was a good team to make it against, because obviously they're doing all right in the Premier League. And that was a lot of young lads that you'd come through with played in that game as well. Yeah, there was a couple of us made our debuts, and then a few of the lads who played as well who are playing this season, so I think that was really good, yeah. Well, um, that's all the questions I've got for you, Denver. Um, but thank you very much, and we will uh, continue to to have a look at your career, um, and obviously follow you follow you closely. So thanks very much for thanks coming in. Thanks, thanks for your very time. Much. No And now we're here from Brandon and Seren in Year 7, who were fortunate enough to meet Denver yesterday and be part of a Q&A session. Okay, lads, tell us about yesterday. What was it like meeting Denver? How did you find it? Uh, very, very good, because uh, he's a professional footballer. It's nice to meet professional footballers every now and then. Yeah, true. What, how did you think, what you, What did you think he was going to be like, and was he any different to what you thought? Uh, I would say I didn't expect it, because um, I would think, you know, 
professionally he would like I know he'd be like surprising to anyone since I don't really know him but he was very inspiring and stuff like that. Good. Did you find him quite down to earth? Yeah, he was just a normal person really. Good. Yeah. Just it you'd think he has to be like quite stubborn in that, but he was actually quite like had a joke on in that. Yeah, he was really quite good. open and laid back, yeah. wasn't he? Um, and did it sort of surprise you to find out that you sort of still living in the area, living in Newbiggin? Oh yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I was thinking he was like living in a mansion or something. Because footballers like get paid a lot, so I would be thinking he would like live in a house, like not that far from here. Good, and he obviously plays sort of football and things, or used to play football in the same sort of places that you play football. Yeah. I was able to hear stuff like that. It's it's quite mind blowing actually. Like knowing that where you've played football, he's played football as well. Yeah. And you could turn out like him, like grow up in the same footsteps. Good. And what what did you sort of take from him? Is there any sort of advice or that he gave that like stuck with you, or anything that you found was interesting that you think you'll take with you? Uh, when he says when I asked for advice, and he said um, the um, just stick with schoolwork and um, f- play football at the same time, and just, just like concentrate. And football and work as well because it really does help you. Yeah, he did talk quite a lot about um, schoolwork and how important that was as well. Yeah. What about you, Saren? I would say um, my like the advice he gave me was just that you know in school just manage with what you have really because the lessons and stuff like that he's been through all of them and just to just to know that he's made it that he's made it as well. Good. So did you find it helpful having them here and sort definitely. of did it inspire you a little bit, do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good. Um, right, and we'll talk a little bit about last night you had a big game. Um, who was it against? Uh, what school was it? Can you remember? Because they beat nah. the last there, didn't they? Anyway, it was a, a cup game. Yeah, seven cup Quarter game. Quarter-final. Quarter-final. And it was nil-nil, was it? All the way yeah. through, nil-nil. even through extra time? All the way yeah. through. And then penalties. what happened? In penalties, uh, it came down to penalties at the end and... Um, Aaron took the first penalty, scored it, put it home, and then they scored. They scored. I went up, um, took it, scored, and then um, Evan Ev- saved. Evan saved it. Ooh, fantastic penalty save! Yeah, so that one with the game. Um, no. no, it was first. Of f- it was five. out of five. Right. So basically, and then. Did we score the rest of ours? No, we. Um, then Tyler Brack was up next. He he missed, he missed his. Then they scored. Then it was. And then you. Then I came. And then, then it was Harry Scott. The best. I missed. Harry Scott scored, which got us back in the game. And, and then, then they scored theirs. Wow! So quite a penalty shootout. Yeah. yeah so definitely. happy to be through with the next round. Oh, definitely. Good. Do you think we'll go all the way? All the way. Hopefully. Super. Brandon Seven. Thank you very much. And that's it for today's podcast. If you'd like to contribute in any way, um, whether it be for your music or content or anything that you'd like to do with a podcast or any ideas for the direction that this podcast should take, uh, please come and see me. Uh, just down in the P department, let me know and we'll discuss some ideas and hopefully get things in motion. Okay, have a nice weekend.